Fat Farm? Oh, man. Fat Farm was cool. I, I'm, I'm trying to think if I ever had any Fat Farm. I think I that was honestly like that's growing, the before the like AF one the P on the, yeah, the, the, uh, the Fat Farm shoe. Yeah. That was a staple. I never had a fat, a fat Farm shoe <laughs> in, in life. <laughs> I didn't know they had. I mean, I I can't even remember that. He's part. like, no, I wasn't rocking. I wasn't rocking with the Fat Farm shoes. Thank you, sire. Fat Farm shoes is crazy. <laughs> gotta that? dial in, you know? Is that gotta dial that in. <clears throat> Camera's on, everything? We're chilling? All right. All right, guys. Welcome back to episode two of season three. Um, the last episode was recorded how many weeks? Like three, four weeks ago. But um, we're now we're, we're back on pace. Last episode, Ghost had some information we couldn't release yet. So um, glad to be back on a weekly schedule. And today we're in Joshua Tree. Yes, sir. I think the background should be showing. Uh, we're in Joshua Tree, California. Came out here for some content. And uh, we're lucky enough to link up with our good friend Davin, um, owner of Diet Starts Monday, also a part of the Anaka team. So we want to run a pod with him. And uh, yeah, let's just get her going there. Let's just get her going. So, uh, Davin. Cracking. How was your drive up here? Because the road, the road's pretty bad, man. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the drive was straight until I got literally to <laughs> fifty yards from here. I, my car might not make it home, but um, yeah, the drive is cool. I, I don't mind like a, a decent commute because it's not a lot of times in the day where like you just have like just silence to just think and kind of collect your thoughts or whatever i also use that time to talk to my partner tyler to kind of like figure out what we got to do for the day instagram posts and mm -hmm. just operational stuff but yeah i i kind of listened to a little bit of a podcast talked to my mom talked to tyler and then i was here uh trying to get through the terrain but um yeah no nah, everything was straight good, good day day man that's dope. So that is true. Like I think on those drives, even though I hate long drives, those are the drives where you really get to like think. I was literally about to ask. You that. think for a fucking long ass time. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think that people don't realize how many decisions like you have to make having a brand throughout the day, and mm -hmm. so like just having that time to like not have to not that you don't have to deal with this stuff but like that just gives you a second to just like breathe like that's literally like the only time i get to breathe i feel mm -hmm. like is is when i'm in the car unless if it's a flight flight is like the extended version of of my car ride but yeah i um i don't know those those times are important to just clear the mind did you hit auto drive mm. self-drive <clears throat> i hit I hit autopilot for a second just to take a couple of videos, just to, mm -hmm. like, oh, because I guess you drove here too, so you go mm -hmm. through like the the windmill part or yeah, whatever. That's yeah. kind of like a staple. Driving to Palm Springs, Joshua Tree, you got to hit that. But yeah. other than that, like self driving and autopilot is just kind of scary to me. It's really? Little, yeah, I don't know. It's not the most like safe i feel like like i hate the braking like when the car brakes for itself i feel so weird yeah it's, i've it's never pretty. heard this i thought it was like the most safest coolest thing ever no it's I mean, cool as fuck to be honest it, it's opinion. cool that your car can drive for you but it it 
especially like on windy roads it, yeah. it can get a little like sketchy like it may not turn as fast as you would turn yeah. so that's like if you're riding with somebody and they drive differently they wait to the last minute to break or whatever you're like yo like that's <laughs> you, start, how, you start pressing the brake yeah, yourself except you're doing it to yourself yeah that's how i feel that's why i, I rarely use it everybody's like oh just turn on autopilot it's like nah no thanks what about when you're on the straightaway like a straight Straight away, I'll do it. And that's kind of what I'll do. Like, I'll wait until it's a straightaway, turn on autopilot, yeah. and then Chill. get my flick off. Or yeah. uh, you might have to, like, post or handle something real quick. It's come, it comes in handy when you got to, like, send an urgent email or something yeah. like that. It definitely is safer. That that route is safer than not having self-drive or autopilot and, and trying to do both maneuver through traffic and send an email yeah. but yeah that's the only time i really use it is like how long do you have to do it before you touch it again like the, the steering wheel i don't know what that is like matt would probably know more than me but probably like a minute i feel like you gotta yeah. every minute you gotta kind of grab the like steering adjust wheel it, but then you're chilling yeah. Uh, yeah but it's also like if you just kind of like yeah. kept your hand on the wheel and like handle the phone like mm. it doesn't it doesn't i think it just wants to know that you're like not there. sleep yeah yeah, yeah. Going back to um, the original like car drive thing, do you ever take trips to kind of get away, like for your mind? Uh, I feel like because I know you. I know Charlie. I've seen like, you we, some, we, we so I take, different places. I take trips, but it's not really for my mind. Mm -hmm. um, more so for my girl and her mind. But yeah. uh, when I take trips, I, t I take that back. I take trips for my mind, but it's different. Like I don't take them and go and just kind of like like clock out and not mm. think about work i'm still thinking about what we have to do what goals we have what collections i have to design or whatever but usually those trips are like the times where i come up with a lot of my designs mm. i like i don't have to deal with people at the office like yo did you do this can we do this like did you pull that it just like gives me time to just focus on design which is the part that I love most anyways, but um, I'll take them never to like, it's just like when it's, it's just as cliche as it sounds, but when like that's the part that you love, like you can't really disconnect from it. Mm -hmm. So like I'll go on vacation, but like as soon as I land, I'm like pulling up the computer, like, yo, I got to design this because yeah. I feel inspiration or whatever. But I haven't, I haven't traveled that much for pleasure recently we just went to phoenix and scottsdale like a couple weeks ago but other than that i, I don't think i've been anywhere since like miami like july of yeah. last year or something been pretty pretty low like in the in the lab so hopefully you, things kind of slow down a little what are you doing this july uh miami uh, yeah what are you miami. Doing weekend? specifically miami. july rolling line weekend like the 20 <laughs> 22nd to 25th i guess i guess miami uh, be you, miami for sure yeah for sure. you got you have a pop-up or something yeah, yeah. you gotta be there no nah, yeah i'm there like just let me know the dates is there um, a memorable design that came from like a, like one of those trips where it's like you got you like you got creative inspiration and then you design something and you remember it specifically i mean or, honestly i i could almost pull up any design and tell you where i yeah. where it came to me from um but I think uh, our next Puma collab that comes out in February, that shoe I designed in Costa Rica. 
Um, and that shoe is very, like you'll see when it comes out, but it's very like, it's it's similar to this. It's kind of, it's a suede, a Puma suede, but it's very like. That's a beautiful shoe. Like vacay vibes, mm -hmm. like yeah. South of France vibes yeah. or like, just like, like it's it's all canvas with, with chain stitch embroidery and leather insole and just like, kind of like a luxury uh, Puma suede. Mm -hmm. um, what model did you use? It, it, it is the suede. So yeah. it's it's basically this silhouette. Um, the paneling is a little bit different. Because mm -hmm. actually, I was just with Puma yesterday. They don't even really know what so this close. silhouette is. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was asking. Because like. the suede, I think the suede has to have, obviously being called suede, yeah. it has to have a, a certain percentage of suede to be called the suede. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the suede silhouette but it doesn't have much suede. So I think mm -hmm. it's like kind of in this gray area, but ours is this model, just a little bit, a little bit different um, paneling. Mm -hmm. No, uh, they call this the form strip. Um, there's there's no form strip on it. And Puma's always really, <clears throat> like really dope at just kind of letting you create without like Nike would hardly ever let you take like a swoosh off a shoe. Yeah. No. But like Puma's like, yo, like if that's what the design calls for, like run it. So is the Puma one that you're collabing on? Is it like similar to that or? Yeah, it's it's basically it's this silhouette, um, this same type of like vintage antique sole, um, and then. <laughs> What? It's funny because you literally said like it's this shoe. Uh, <laughs> he goes, "Is it no, similar to well, that?" He's like, "You were literally in the midst of explaining what you just started." It's no. too, too much tequila already. Oh uh, yeah, I was oh, like, bro, I was like, <laughs> you just like I'm literally listening to him explain no, that it's like this no, shoe, and you're explaining every aspect of you know, it. And he's like, you know, "So is it similar to that?" You know what's crazy? Yeah, I have had a good amount of tequila, but. He was explaining it, and I was like, oh, damn, man, like, so funny. this could be the same shoe. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Should I ask you or not? And I kept telling myself, okay, maybe I should just ask. Because I was very interested. Because when you were explaining yeah, it, I'm I was like staring at the right? shoe. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't, like, really. I was just looking at the shoe. Yeah, okay, so you this, shoe is, this shoe is good, man. I um, <laughs> so I literally looked at Ant. No, I looked at Ant. I was like, bro, that's a beautiful ass shoe. Yeah. So I wasn't. I probably didn't hear that part. <laughs> Yeah, I so to just to answer it again. Yeah, it's it basically <laughs> it's this silhouette, um, just a little like we use canvas instead of leather, and yeah, uh, it's got this diet starts Monday chain stitch. Basically, where this form strip is, um, really really minimal. But then it's got our our signature yellow lacing, um, so it's I'm excited about that. It, it's honestly like when you design for these brands, you kind of submit them like a few different ones, not knowing which one they're gonna like approve. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that I thought they were just gonna like be like, Hell no. like what for? Like we don't yeah. need that. But it, it ended up making it. And the one that I thought was like the sure shot got scrapped. So, um, but it, it, it's so basically like a lot of the times they come to you like, hey, we have these silhouettes we're trying to really drive energy to these. Like if you, if something comes to you, let's do that. But if it doesn't like just run with what you want to run with. But mm -hmm. the one that I thought was a sure shot was the one that they were trying to get the energy towards. And it ended up working out cause that was the one I liked least. The other two, 
are like the, the this model is like it's kind of like if you if you see the beauty in kind of like a a classy like yeah. travel shoe like you'll get this one but the other one is like bro that's the one it's funny like so like I was, this made me think about everything <clears throat> so i have i have a pair of the puma collabs the last ones mm-hmm. and then i also have the dc shoes mm-hmm. the, there's there's brands that like i grew up i knew that i mean I, obviously we all know that these, these brands exist like saucony puma dc um under armor yeah i, know, I don't know if you could talk about that but mm-hmm. okay so under armor i never really like fucked with those brands but like when you put your touch on it like I'm gonna be real with you. I've never thought about wearing a sock in your shoe. Yeah, but yeah. I look at this and I'm like, bro, it's a beautiful. I rock this bitch every yeah. day. Yeah. Same thing with the Puma shoe. Like, yeah, that's, I've never really sure. seen a Puma shoe like that up close. And I think Even it's a beautiful right shoe. Here, so I'm thinking, clean. okay, if you applied your same DSM twist to it, I already know that shoe is gonna be fire. Same thing with the DC shoes you gave me. Yeah, like that was like four years ago. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, because John was still a, a part of Diet when we started working on that shoe. I think it finally came out 2019. Yeah. But yeah, that's like my first real shoe, I guess, was an Under Armour shoe. But it was for our other brand, Premium Co. Mm. And it was like a small project for MLB All-Star Weekend. And they didn't really like let you like build like a whole shoe but they kind of were like it was almost like a nike id thing but a little bit elevated um but the key takeaway from that shoe was like it hit hype beasts and all of the blogs and and seeing readers be like like yo i'd never looked at under armor like that like i would actually buy this shoe that was just like i don't know that was like something that stuck with me but i uh I feel like, like even if it was like this microphone or this vase or whatever, like I feel like I could put my spin on it and make it like, make it dope. So yeah. I think that's just like the, the true nature of a designer is like. How can you design? Yeah, anything? can you can you take something and leave it better than it was before? That's kind of my, my like, at least the way I navigate with it. So what's your favorite item you've designed that's not a clothing item? So you've done candles. Obviously, you've done jewelry with premium. Yeah. Um, man, it's tough. Like the candles were the candles were dope. Those still haven't come out just because I'm like just kind of scattered. But yeah, I only see them in your crib, man. Yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of selfish. I, like, I want I, the pill. For sure. I kind of don't know if I want to like let the world get it or if I want to keep it to myself. Yeah. But, um. I think like they all I mean it's just like everything like everything's your baby Um, I've designed like watch dials and rings and necklaces those are all like dope because no matter like if it's diet or if I'm wearing something else like I can still have like a part of my design Um, but Honestly, I think that my favorite thing I probably, well, I guess you said not clothing. My favorite thing that I've designed, I think, is our, uh, it's called our Brando jacket. It's like our leather, like, cowhide leather. Um, sorry, PETA. Um, <laughs> that just, that piece is like, I designed it probably like 2014. I still have it. Just like something that'll just like, 
only get better with time yeah. like good leather and good construction and just like it's timeless um it's crazy but yeah everything like i've i've done skateboard decks like i have like a slight history with skating mm-hmm. um is that how the dc cab uh came about yeah i mean it came about because we actually it's kind of a funny story so originally it was supposed to be an asics collab the people left asics and went to mitchell and ness it then shifted from mitchell and ness or from asics to mitchell and ness collab so we were working on the mitchell and ness collab those same two people ended up leaving mitchell and ness and going to dc mm-hmm. and it ended up we did dc because i had the skate background like yeah. growing up in kentucky i played basketball and i skated so um wearing dcs and etnies and like all yeah, of the other that stuff was, but also that was an error yeah it was but also like wearing like jordans yeah, and yeah. griffies or like what like i man i remember the griffies yeah i grew up i grew up in like kind of like a privileged area or era where you kind of got to experience yeah so many different SBs, facets sbs were popping back then too yeah sbs were huge Man. i was like i mean i was i was telling the kid yesterday from soul retriever like i used to be so heavy in footwear yeah until i started making it and then i just like like i hadn't even seen these until you posted them yeah i don't it's just like so hard to keep up with so many products so many, coming at yeah, you so yeah. many drops so many collabs so many collabs yeah it's like i mean even myself like i said i have a shoe that comes out saturday but i have six more already like on the calendar yeah. for between now and february so like that's just me putting out six pair into the world and i'm just then you're just, just me yeah. so like which one drops saturday these 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 drop saturday at concepts in boston and then online on our site monday and then bodega uh wish in atlanta sneaker politics lapstone and hammer there's like like 10 20 doors worldwide that get them so online release is only going to be diet's website on the 16th yeah okay i think Sockany releases them on like the 20th Word. they release like a small amount we kind of have it like yeah i don't know it's kind of all over the place to be honest this is a beautiful shoe guys i don't know if you can this is a gorgeous shoe man see it on my camera gorgeous sure shoe in a little bit or like the something. detail right here yeah the detailing on this this side right here was what really when i saw it the direction there is no direction repeated i mean that's insane so you so you you obviously you designed the shoe you sent it to their manufacturers and they kind of just sampled like different materials and stuff like that yeah so <clears throat> for you from the beginning i wanted to do suede mm-hmm. but you because you one you never see suede on a running shoe, shoe. No. um but they were like well maybe we should do like microfiber like that would be a little bit more breathable and i'm like yeah but microfiber doesn't have that luxe look yeah um but i also was very specific about the suede i'm like i want this wolverine suede which is what you see on this crazy all the new balance collabs the, the i may leandore stuff mm-hmm. like all of that stuff is wolverine suede but wolver so wolverine owns Saucony. they make the suede that new balance uses i didn't know that until i started working with Saucony, but they were like oh like you love that suede like we make it perfect um so i designed the shoe 
sent it to them and they sent me like microfiber at first because they were like oh well maybe if we turn the microfiber um inside out like it'll give you that texture you're looking for and it it didn't and i'm like we got to use the suede um and so the next sample came back and actually there was a box of like six samples i thought they were all the same these were on the bottom i didn't even see them i only saw a microfiber and when i opened the box i kind of just like put the box down like man this ain't it and then we had a call and he was like well did you see all the different materials and i'm like i thought it was all the same he's like no there's suede in there i pulled it out i'm like yo <laughs> the one. this yeah. is this is the one um yeah man Stockany's like they were really dope about just like letting me create like you don't really see embroidery like that on a panel um you don't you never really see like embroidery over another mm -hmm. panel there's just like so many things that go into footwear where they have to pass like performance tests and certain things won't get approved and certain ones will but like these little details here is like it's the smallest thing that a camera can barely like a macro lens can pick it up but like your normal camera won't even see it but when the customer gets the shoe and they it's look like, at it, yeah. like this diet on the back, that's 3M, mm -hmm. but like nobody even knows that except you guys, cause I just told you, but like even the camera, it's hard to get the camera to even pick it up. But when people get it and just having to take a picture with the flash, they'll see it. So I kind of wanted to leave like a couple Easter eggs for people to find. Um, Not for sure. But I, like, I love how they let you like do the, <clears throat> the Saucony yeah s between the dsm yeah, yeah that so was that's, insane that's that's pretty cool so i don't i don't know what the significance of the three dots is either yeah. but that's so on the outs on the outside the uh, we have the three globes that kind of mirror the three dots mm -hmm. um yeah man and this obviously is the same shape of the Saucony s like there's a lot of like there's just a lot of like really good design in the shoe that the insoles have like custom handwritten font that I drew and just yeah, like, the insoles are nice too. It's a, I mean, but also for like a two hundred dollar shoe, like you would hope that like it's a good yeah. design. Like, mm -hmm. but yeah, I um, I don't know. I just wanted a shoe that like I could wear to the gym. That one that I designed, like just yeah. selfishly, but two, just like that. I like to go like from the gym and then like shower and then go to like a meeting straight from there and i have to go home change clothes get different shoes and stuff like that and i felt like this shoe was one i could just like wear from gym to meeting to lunch dinner yeah. meeting whatever like just kind of like an all-purpose like it's and a it's performance cool. shoe but i kind of look at performance as like like i'm a designer so my performance i don't have to really perform well in yeah. the gym but yeah just a shoe that I could wear all day. That's that's my performance. Yeah, because I feel like um, when it comes to performance shoes, like they're not always cool looking. No, not like, at all. Yeah, we were talking you know, about that yeah, earlier. Like, like you, for so long. I mean, even now, still, you would go in a running sh a running shoe store and just see like you're like, oh, I need a I need a good shoe for running, and they bring out Brooks or. Mm -hmm even Saucony or Adidas or whatever, but like they may be like 
just like ugly shoes but they're like oh but this has the guide mm -hmm. rail that you need and like it gives you the, the support cushion. it's like well yeah, yeah it gives me the support but like what about like How just the look. looks like yeah. this thing looks like trash but. exactly running with cement blocks on your feet yeah Facts. but yeah it's it's good though i um i think i'm most excited about this just because it's you don't see many brands tackle performance product mm -hmm. especially streetwear lifestyle brands and so and just like being a higher price point too it's like it's it's an experiment to see like i don't know our audience may be like nah it's too like i'm not fucking with two yeah 200 but they might we'll see yeah i was literally gonna ask like kind of circling back to diet um and collaboration i was gonna ask what was your favorite collab just in general from like start from beginning of diet till now um if you want to give a rundown of the collabs you have done and then like what's your favorite one so far so i think the first was the dc collab um then we went right into the rider sandal collab i don't even know if you guys saw that it was like oh, the yeah, yellow I did, sandal I did, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um that one was crazy because we literally like they flew us to Sao Paulo, Brazil to have a pop-up. It's like the Jesus sandals, right? Yeah. yeah. But like still diet yellow. It's almost like a Sui Coke or a Visvum type yeah. look, but like more affordable price point, obviously. Uh, but Ryder is like a huge company in Brazil. I had no clue. Mm -hmm. um, they flew us there, did a pop-up, put us in five-star hotels. Like that one was just crazy, just like, as an experience yeah um so it was rider or dc rider we had we actually launched the brand with a collab we launched with uh f at the time it was five four clothing they were a men's subscription clothing service um we did a collab with them when we first launched then went into dc then rider we did a collab with for those who sin which was clothing um I think we kind of took a little break and then came back with, I think Puma may have been our next collab. That was, it started in 2018, but we didn't release it until like January 1st of 2021. It's like yeah. a three year process. Um, and now from here we have Saucony, uh, we have Under Armour, Steph Curry for august and kind of like november range we have inaka collab we have um, puma part two yeah um, i would probably say like puma has probably been the favorite so far just because of like the overall like i think that one we had a little bit of press behind it like we didn't have a ton of press behind the dc or like anything like that um and just having like like my hometown newspaper called and interviewed me and like yeah. just like i think the sentimental aspect of that collab like kid from small town in kentucky has his own puma deal yeah like that one was i think that's what made that one so big um but it's just it's it's weird because like you do these i was listening to a podcast on the way here and the guy there's a guy from fear of god he used to be at nike um jason maiden but he was talking about like the real success comes from like the completion of the project and so like that's kind of like you you do one 
and then people are like oh how's it feel how's it feel and like it doesn't really feel like anything because you completed that so long ago yeah now i'm like yeah this next, one is yeah. this one is done but like i designed this february of 2020 like it's yeah i don't even know what month or year it is but i know Jeez. it's a long time from then <laughs> yeah and so it's two years yeah so like and then the new puma that comes out in february i designed that probably maybe 2021 so mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely like a two-year span that like it's hard to like stay in that moment that you were in two yeah. years prior but um again they're all like they're all your they're babies all but um Puma. You did one with Spalding, right? At, and yeah, then, Spalding, yeah. yeah, I forgot. Spalding was at your high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spalding, Speaking I, of like sentimental moments, I feel like that would be yeah. pretty sentimental. Hey, you would think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I dropped the ball by not mentioning that. I can, it's just, again, it's like it's so many. Yeah. Like you kind of forget like until people bring it up. But Spalding was big and it kind of like spiraled out of control a little bit because it – the inspiration for the collab was my high school mm -hmm. but at the time we couldn't book my high school to shoot it or anything just because of nil rules and kentucky doesn't have like the they don't have an nil agreement for high school athletes in kentucky i was trying to get them to like be paid for it we ended up using them and just making a donation to the school so we still got to use them um, but that was that was big just to like like you need growing, a statue there. Growing I did I <laughs> need like a you basic need a key. Did you need statue, MJ, for sure. MJ statue at yeah. this point. Yeah. I've been doing the MJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yo, it is stats like from high school, like on the on the statue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like growing up in Madisonville, it probably I'm sure it's probably similar like Sugarland or anything, like growing up you play like Ours is called ABA. It's, that's basically Little League yeah. basketball. The all-star team for ABA is the Maroons. And, like, as a kid, like, fourth, fifth grade, like, you feel like you're – like, you feel like a college athlete. Yeah. Like, you have, like, traveling warm-ups and, like, all of this stuff. And I, I remember being on the team, like – I mean, I was, I was always on it. Not to like not to toot my own horn, but I, I was Wait, always so he's on always the on the maroon, yeah. boy. <laughs> he been a maroon, boy. <laughs> Never been a, a B team, but <laughs> we shout out B team listeners though. Yeah, if you're on the B, B team, teams. it's all good, man. You'll be on the A team one day, yeah. maybe. But <laughs> I was definitely B team. Nah, yeah, I was young Coker. <laughs> you must have. You must have went like, to the private school. Then he was A team the whole time. <laughs> you must have hit your peak later in life. <laughs> I definitely blossomed my, like my, my my senior year for Bro, sure. When Charlie started junior, taking junior. lessons like a year ago, that's junior. when he, that's his peak 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 uh, basketball career for Charlie was Alpha Land for sure. <laughs> He's eighteen Alpha Land. Yeah. We like we grew up like just idolizing the Maroons. Like yeah. those were our like celebrities. Um, but when I was on the team, the our, I just remember like our fourth grade year, we had these traveling sweatsuits, and like growing up as I started designing clothing, that memory always stuck with me. Like that's one of the like fashion memories that just like sticks in my head. And so I'm like, when I get the opportunity, I'm gonna do something inspired by that, that moment. And so Spalding came along and Spalding's actually based in Bowling Green, Kentucky. 
I went to school in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, and so it was kind of like a Kentucky connection. I'm like, well, yo, I got this idea. They were all for it and we did it and we made it happen. It kind of, there was like a, a ton of hiccups in the way. Like, honestly, like it was a, a collab that just didn't go the way it should have gone. Yeah. Um, just like factory stuff and these comp these corporations, they don't, it's not necessarily Spalding's fault. A lot of these corporations have like factories that handle all their licensed product. And it was honestly just like their factory just kind of screwed me. Um, but it was supposed to be like we released two pieces. It was supposed to be 12. Yeah, I, I remember the, the turnaround seemed a little shorter. And then the product line was just like, yeah, it was well, two well, items, so right? I, long story short, like you always approve samples before you go into production. Yeah. While we're reviewing the samples on the call, I'm like calling out all of these things and they're like, oh, well, you know, this is already in production. Like we had to, we had to put this in the production to meet the deadline. And yeah. I'm like, like, I, like I hate to break it to you, but you're not, you can't release that. Like I, it says in my contract that I get final say. And like, to be fair, I'm a very like understanding and forget, I'm far too forgiving. Um, my other partners that I've had in the past, not at all. Mm. Um, but I, I'm like me being somewhat reasonable. I'm like, okay, like these two pieces are okay. We, I'm okay releasing these, but you have to scrap the other 10. Mm -hmm. um, and so we scrapped it and they kind of like felt this, not Spalding, but the factory yeah. felt a certain type of way. Cause they had to eat that. Spalding's like, it's not our fault. Like yeah. you, you broke the rules. So, that's kind of, I think that I kind of probably like overlooked that because I kind of push out the yeah the stuff like that. But speak, like going back, shooting at my high school, um, speaking to the kids and like some of my best friends growing up, like their kids are like the stars of the teams now. Yeah. And so crazy. like I'm talking to my dude Bub's son, Jay, and Jay looks just like Bub when we were that age and it was, it was honestly just like a really crazy full circle moment. Um, and just being able to like, that's, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Being able to go back school. and like, like we didn't have anybody come talk to us yeah. and like say like, y'all didn't have Spalding come out to y'all. No, we didn't, <laughs> so we didn't even have, to your school. yeah, that's we crazy. didn't even have like, like we had to pay as a team, like the players had to pay for your, like, yeah shoes and your jerk mm -hmm. your bag and stuff like that and y'all didn't get team shoes you did but you had to pay for them that's crazy um and so like going back and being like yo like i came from these same these same spots that you guys come from like it's i know you like hear it a lot but it's possible to like yeah. make it out of here like madisonville is mm -hmm. a very like one way like it's it kind of just one way in no way out type yeah. place and like, what, what, like what what is like what do you mean by that like is it like a like like i mean what do you what, what are the, what are your options in madisonville so like if you're not like a, a d1 athlete or if you don't get a scholarship and you don't go off to school you're probably going to the coal mines um the, the cold mines coal c-o-a-l oh, so, oh, yeah. so you're mining coal yeah um like i got but like to be honest like, coal like mines, the mines are cool out there <laughs> Jesus, man. like coal, mine, coal miners make 
good money in Kentucky. And so like I got homies that are like got way more money in the bank than me that yeah. have been coal mining coal mining, since yeah. they got out of high school. But um yeah, it's like coal mining, uh not to say that there's not like, people that go off yeah. to school and go do things, but like, what do you consider a traditional small town? Oh, one thousand. Yeah. It's the epitome of yeah small town. Like, um, there's a lot of talent from your like that area. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, Harlow, I'm, I'm, like Harlow, Bryson Tiller, Bryson Tiller. Well, I, I, also to be fair, well, not to be fair, but like <laughs> Katie and Hayden. Yeah, Louisville is. Louisville is different than Madisonville. Louisville's not a, a small city. Louisville's like a city. Yeah, like Louisville's a, like a major Louisville's city. Yeah. a major city. Louisville. Lu- not, Louisville. Not Louisville. Not Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. 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 Yeah. Why, why is it like that? I don't know. It's just, it's just. <laughs> Boys are different out there. Yeah, it's just sad. That's just the, the vibe. Like, it's just Louisville. It's always been, it's never been Louisville. There's actually, there used to be these signs when you would like fly in or drive in. And they would show the different pronunciations of oh, Louisville, yeah. but like the one is Louisville. Louisville. But it's you know it's weird about it's spelled like Louisville, and I'm from Madisonville, but you don't say Madisonville. Yeah. So yeah. It's, there's just kind of like a weird Kentucky thing. But um, there is there's a ton of talent. That's the the sad part about it is like I grew up with people that Kentucky the most talented like i i could name like so many people that i grew up with that were like so much better at so many things than me that just like got caught in a wrong wrong predicament or like wrong place at the wrong time or like whatever like there's a lot of people that didn't make it out that Mm. just kind of in and out of jail for life and it gives you a different work ethic for sure Mm. because you have to work 10 times as hard. 10 times. Like, even you guys being from Houston, Sugar Land, yeah. wherever, like, you got to work X amount harder than the people in L.A. or New York to, yeah. to get to a certain spot. Kentucky, mm-hmm. we got to work Shit. X amount yeah. of hard just to get it's to Houston where you got. Yeah. yeah. And so it gives you, like, that grind that's, like, and that's why you see the people, like, Jack. Like, Jack Jack was grinding for however many years before yeah, he, he was right. yeah. For, yeah. yeah. It really was. Oh, Hayden and Katie, like. Yeah. They weren't. They didn't launch Alani till yeah. recently, as really. So I remember following Hayden and Katie when they were living in like that one bedroom apartment. I probably wasn't even following Hayden yet. I think they had like a one bedroom apartment with like two, like they had three or two or three pit bulls in a one bedroom apartment. That shit was crazy. Yeah, and now look. Yeah, yeah. now look. <laughs> yeah, pit bulls in the mansion now. Yeah, pit bulls have a den the, the size of the apartment. More than me. <laughs> yeah, those pits are legendary. Nah, that's that's, that's insane. insane. Going man. back to you, we were talking about high school. Where like you know where you come from. When did you know, like what you wanted to do as a creative? Like at what point in your in your lifetime did you realize like? Because you were playing ball. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, so where does your – how do you even get to the point where you're at now where you're full-on creative, you're now collaborating with the likes of, like, uh, Sockney, you play, Puma? You play college ball or not? No, I stopped it at the end of high school. Okay. I had, like, Austin P offers. Austin P's a college in Clarksville, Tennessee, um, and, like, some other small schools. That's another thing. What position were you? Kind of weird. Like, so growing up, I was I was a guard until high school. And then – six one six two um but when i got to high school i was a point guard and up until high school and when i got to high school my coach was like i'm gonna put you at the four 
And I'm like, that's the worst because like, yeah, now I'm it, playing. It transitions you to. I feel like that's that fucks you up in high school because like, in high school you're considered tall. Yeah. But when when you put when when you're thrown into like a college a pool of like D1 players. Yeah, you're a six one players. Yeah, I'm playing yeah. people that are you're six eight, six guard. nine, six yeah. seven foot. Yeah. But I'll be honest, like my best game in high school was against people that were like seven foot. Yeah. Like. Seven, a dude that went to he ended up going off to Georgia. I, obviously, I'll never forget it because you just don't forget those yeah. those memories. But he went off and played for Georgia, and then went overseas to play pro ball. And that was probably one of my best games. I put up like like thirty two on him oh or like something like that. Yeah, in Jeez. high school at that. Thirty two in high school is like thirty two in high school is like you <laughs> make like the 81. announcements. Yo, the next day you make the announcements like and Davin Gentry thirty two points last night. And but then so like all the girls just, oh, back then they have DMs, huh? Nah, <laughs> They're at your locker yeah. for sure. No DMs. Notes in your locker. Notes yeah, in the locker for sure. Paper notes. <laughs> but but also too like I like I was I was I talked to my mom on the way here this morning. My little brother, he'll be in high school next year. And we just we always I always talk to her about basketball because she she made certain moves for me when I was young that kind of affected my basketball life. Like she pulled me out of public school in sixth grade because she felt like I was like going down the wrong path, just mm-hmm. kind of like doing too much hanging and not enough studying. And so she put me in a, a Catholic school. Mm. And our Catholic school didn't have a team. So, like, the only only basketball that I got in middle school was, like, like outside ball, like at the park or yeah. whatever. Or, like I said, our ABA team or AAU. I played AAU, too. But no team, no school ball. And school ball is really, like, the foundation mm-hmm. for college high school, shit. college, yeah. like, everything. I feel like now, though, it's AAU. Yeah, well now, yeah, now yeah. the whole thing is yeah. different now. The cir- yeah. There's so many Niggas circuits. Don't even go to high school. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. <laughs> this point, like kids, they can go overseas for high school. Yeah, they like, hit the league at like, like 17. People are opting out of education. To yeah, play, to I play mean, ball. I mean, at this point. Yeah, it's like now, like people can get paid to play. It's like when you when you have these kids that come from nothing, mm-hmm. and then you're throwing fifty, a hundred thousand yeah. dollar deals at them like left and right. It's like, bro, like what? Like, what am I gonna and do? I'm going to yeah. the NBA too. Exactly. So, yeah. But fuck, fuck this calculus. Facts. Yeah, I, but like who needs I like honestly you don't need calculus in real life if you think about no, it. No, you and that was a funny, that was another thing they're talking about on the radio in LA it was like classes that you had to take that you just did would Bro. Just waste of time. Legitimately no, a waste of my life. Yeah. No, I already know. <laughs> Legitimately <laughs> waste of life. But when you really you, think about it. But I was I was saying about basketball, like I didn't I didn't give basketball my all. And that's yeah. and that's like looking back, part of me is like, man, if you had stayed like if you had actually put the work into basketball, like you would have went and got a free ride and stuff like that but at the same time if i had done that i may not have been where you're i may yeah. not have been like a creative and so Thanks. then it's like okay would you rather been in the nba or creative and then you never know because i have homies that are in the nba who wish that they were designing clothes yeah. and have tried to design clothes so it's a everybody kind of wants to do the same yeah. stuff but i i think that that's kind of like the key takeaway is like i i wish that i would have at least 
just given that the same, but I, I mean, I didn't have the same work ethic then that I have now, mm. but I wish I would have like applied a little bit more, um, just like time yeah. to it. But does that drive you to push more in your creative space? I think so. I think it's like just a matter of like, just the true like athletic mentality is mm-hmm. like leave it all out there. Facts. And my coaches would always like, to this day, they would be like, you were with the most talented kid, one of the most talented kids we ever had, but you didn't, you just didn't always try your hardest. And that's, that's just like a shitty thing to kind of yeah. like take with you. But I, I like, I'm accountable. I, I know that that's the case, but, um, but so like to, to get back to it is like Madisonville is just a place. Like if you don't put it this way, there's a kid right now, Gaither, Kyle Gaither, who was the star point guard of our school. He's in the campaign for Spalding. He put up like 2,500 points over his career at, at school. Like most kids don't even, I didn't even hit 1,000 points. 2,500. Um, 2,500. In four so years. So he was scoring like 30 a game. He played yeah. five years. He played, he played huh? eighth grade through Damn. his senior year. Oh, they had so to they pull him, him up. up. He was so cool. Yeah. They can do that? Yeah. Jesus. That's how cold he was. He's so yeah. cold. Bro, imagine <laughs> imagine a senior getting their spot took by eighth grader. I'd be so pissed. But so he he put up like over 2,000 points. I don't know if it's 2,500, yeah. but over 2,000. And his offers are like, not to take anything away from him, but like his offers are like tiny. Yeah. And it's like, bro, put up 2,000 points. Like most people don't even put up eight hundred. I think I put up yeah. like eight hundred, five, seven, eight hundred or something. I probably put like fifty. So <laughs> that was probably one game. <laughs> the one game they finally let him play. Yeah, they're dude. They're holding Charlie back. They're holding Charlie back. <laughs> but that just like in Kentucky, you may get you may get Calipari to come like recruit you. Yeah. But it's like there's like one or two kids that ever got that look, uh, and it's just like unfortunate part about like where we're at like if if gaither lived in louisville it u of l uk florida illinois like all the top recruits would have would have hit him but where he's at he's probably gonna have to go to like a juco and then yeah the last really good player um kenny white he had to go to like i think a smaller school and now he's just transferred to murray state which is where ja morant went yeah and so hopefully he can kind of follow in Jaws' footsteps because not too many people – like, it's so hard to make it to the league. Bro, yeah. I was literally about to say, I was waiting for you. <clears throat> Bro. I think we had this conversation last time. <laughs> There's Making only, the yeah. NBA yeah. is – because I see people at LA Fitness and YMCA that, <laughs> that hoop, to me, like they're, like they're yeah, LeBron they're, Yeah, they're, they're NBA level for sure. So, like – to make it to the NBA, the highest level in the world, you have to be good. You yeah. have to be fucking good, bro. There's like, only two rounds, right? I feel like I an NBA player. NBA drafts IQ. only. I think it's only two oh, rounds. The, yeah, but you can yeah. still go without the yeah. draft. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But even yeah. then, like if you think about the draft, like Your the NFL best. draft, there's like a thousand fucking rounds, yeah. bro. Well, so when the NFL draft is like two weeks long or some shit, <laughs> and then you get cut. Like most yeah. of those players get cut within the first two weeks. Yeah, but like NBA, bro, if you're not, if you're outside of the lottery, imagine outside of the lottery, most of those players, like you know. 
they, they don't even get playing time like that. It's so crazy, bro. And they're and they're good. And they're good. And they're, and they're, they're still the made the draft. Yeah, exactly. They'll pull up to so LA Fitness like and drop. They'll destroy yeah. the entire gym. They're like they're like Liddy Mello. You know, you know when Mello hops in the uh, the LA Fitness in New York. Yeah. The, the skyline one. Yeah. That Mello is like the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all time. It's that's like Mello. everyone else. That shit's so crazy to me. That, but that, that's when I, I think it hit me. Because you, as a kid, you like I'm sure you had those dreams too of like making the NBA. Like, oh, of course. When you play against a top ranked player, yeah. For me, I don't know about you, but for me, when I played against my first top ranked player, and he dunked on me. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, but you a little bit, bro. I Get played against the Harrison sick, twins. The Harrison twins at Kentucky. Oh, for real. That's crazy, bro. As, it's weird I think, that we're talking fact, I think you posted Andrew that Harrison or something. Andrew Harrison and yeah. Aaron Harrison. Yeah, the Kentucky Twins. I didn't know they could dunk. I was He's really, like, yo, they dunked on me. <laughs> I was really like, I wouldn't say I was really close to them, but like we went yeah. to the same. They went to Travis. I went to Dulles. It's like 10 minutes, like 15 minutes down the block from each other. And they were fucking cold as fuck. And I remember we were playing like an AAU scrimmage between our AAU teams. And one of them just dunked on me. I, I remember that day. I bet. I went, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro, like... Can you imagine like playing great defense and you jump up as high as you can? Dude, that's so And foul. someone the same height as you just out jumps you. Uh, but at this at the same time he like not like a, a layup dunk, but like he, he dunked on you. Like I was in the air and I was watching his arm go back. Oh, he caught back on you. Back. You got Jason Terry, like LeBron in Miami. Remember <laughs> when Jason Terry nah, like died? You know bro, what? the memes of Jason Terry's body <laughs> leaving like his soul bro, leaving his body. That was and shocking. when you come down, it's like your first reaction is like, like to yo, grab check the up, ball, check up, check up, check it out, and throw it out so you can just like keep, keep, keep going. But like, I think that's when I realized, okay, like to make the league. And the thing is, like, I think Andrew made it to Memphis Grizzlies, and now yeah. he's like playing. Both of them aren't in the league anymore. Yeah, they're probably like Argentina. Or something. Yeah, they're probably like I don't even know where the fuck they are. But like, that's just how hard it was. Like when that oh, hits man, you, that's you start realizing, okay, I need a plan B. I like so I, I wasn't I wasn't born for this shit. I grew up. And there were there were like I said, there's tons of people that were like I felt like NBA level people. And I remember my homie Brandon, he tried out for the league and he didn't make it. And growing up, like still to this day, I think he's probably like the best player I ever played yeah. against. D'Angelo. Um, and yeah. but he didn't make it. And then after I saw that, I'm like, man, if he didn't make it, no, I got no world, shot. Yeah. I have no fucking You know, yeah. I I, I couldn't hold this dude in D'Angelo, we couldn't hold him in practice. Ten people you put on him, he'll still he'll still outscore. Yeah, it was just one of those things where like he's playing overseas right now, but yeah, it's just one of those things where like if he can't make it, then the niggas that aren't making that are making it, yeah, they, they gotta must be, be God. What's level. so crazy is I played with Jalen since seventh grade, and I was offensive line, so I was offensive line from seventh grade to my senior year, and I blocked literally I blocked with Jalen, played with Jalen, I'm close friends with Jalen, and now he's an NFL quarterback and like. I always knew he was goaded, but like I, like I, I don't know. I felt like since I was like blocking for him and I wasn't able to see his performance, it was more so like it was an offensive thing that I never really thought. Like, no offense to Jalen, like that's my boy. Hopefully, he'll he'll hop on an episode one day. <laughs> I never thought he was like the that greatest good. quarterback yeah. in the world. You know what I mean? Like when when we were in high school, Kyler Murray was at Allen, and Allen was undefeated for three years state Kyler championship. Cold in high school. I was like, bro, I would literally watch. Kyler Murray's film with Jalen on Saturday is like, this is the greatest quarterback in Texas history. You know what I mean? Obviously, Kyler's in the NFL. But, like, when Jay, even when Jalen was at Alabama and then when he went to uh, OU, like, he put, he did crazy shit. But I never thought he was, like, just NFL starter, like, the same way you guys think of, like, your friends. Mm -hmm. 
But I mean, I don't NFL quarterback obviously is hard to do regardless. So it's like I don't know. I feel like football might be a little bit. I don't want to say football is easier. No, that professional, especially not a quarterback level. It's not easier, but like <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's an interesting conversation to have because that feel like professional the level is just like yeah. I, I mean, as of now, I'm like about to hit thirty. I, I feel like yeah. watching John Moran and shit like, and they're getting better. Like you realize, okay, I was on crack back then. One, <laughs> and then two, like. To be a professional athlete on TV, on ESPN, yeah. you have to be. There's a reason why they're making a hundred. I used to think NBA players, all these players, are overpaid. They're good. Yeah, they're really, well, also too, really like in good. in our normal people defense, <laughs> like these people weren't that good. I mean, not that they weren't that good, but they've continued to play yeah. and sharpen their craft over the last ten years or so. That I I'll go like when we would go play. Now I leave like, damn, I'm washed. But then I'm like, well, also like, I don't practice. You haven't <laughs> yeah. played. You haven't played consistently, yeah. and worked true, true, out, true, and true. trained for the last. Not to say that if I had, I would have made it to the league. But um, yeah, perfect example is Bronny's uh, LeBron's kid, Bro- Bronny. Oh, Bronny. If, you, if your whole life is centered good, around basketball, yeah, bro, he's a junior now, and bro, like I remember watching him when he was a freshman. Bro, he's cold. Even yeah. from all he does is play basketball. From his sophomore year to his junior year, we went and watched him play a couple times this oh, for year. Um, yeah, I remember. Where he played at yeah. State oh, LA. Yeah, yeah. Bro, Sierra I would Canyon. Love to, what is he a junior now? He'll be a senior now. I would love to go watch him play. Yeah. I'll see what. Uh, I mean, obviously, we can get tickets in the in the season, but they they have these like invitationals at Staples Center that I went to. I feel like Bronny. Bronny gets like a lot of hate, obviously, because he's LeBron's yeah, kid. Yeah. But the progression I've seen over the last, just this last season, like even the first couple games of the season, he was okay. Now everything he throws up is wet. Like, it's a testament yeah, it's to what insane. you said. Like he just, when you focus on his dad, probably, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that LeBron doesn't care that he, he passes school, but like, I mean, he's probably geared so much towards basketball. Yeah. When I wake up, basketball, midday basketball, sleep basketball. So like he has no choice but to get better. Yeah. yeah. No choice. We didn't. You you just said that you didn't take it as seriously. I didn't take it as seriously. I was still I was at home playing two K like, and eating cookies and shit like. No, I <laughs> yeah. quit my I quit. I did too. halfway through my junior year just because I thought I wanted to be in the streets. Yeah. And then my yeah. coach basically was like, "Now you're not quitting." Yeah, my like honestly like my coach. Uh, uh, I don't even want to speak. I don't want. I was about to say a story that kind of was just like be a negative light on him, but uh, like because he, I'll just say like he he knows his family might listen. He yeah. knows the street, so like he knows like okay, like if you go there, like this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. So he kind of was like, yo, like that's not what you what you want to do, um, but he ended up like kind of like pulling me back in, like and that that year was probably like my my year my junior year was probably a better year than my senior year and then senior year i just kind of was like over it like i still had games where i put up 20 something or whatever but right i just it would be like you might i might put up 20 this game and the next game i might put up eight because i'm just like Fuck not it. really attacking yeah. the basket or whatever but so at what point in this like high school college time like time do you decide can we time out I need a P2. Yeah. Dude, I, need, I was going to Yeah. Yeah. Wait, little pause, man. Yeah, pause, guys. Wait, All right, guys. We just had to, uh, quick little intermission. Had to use the restroom. That was, me and Charlie were battling that. Quick shout out to uh, Alani Nutrition. 
as always. Katie and Hayden, my boys over there, always keeping us uh, decked out in Celts, energy drinks, and all that. So, shouts out to them. But uh, you guys want another margarita? I'm actually down. Yeah. No. I know, my dude. You're still on one. Come on, man. A half or a little Celts? Yeah, give him like a, a half a shot. Half a shot. Thank you so much. All right. But um. Yeah, so at what point did in your, like, I guess your youth, high school, college career, did you get into, like, creating clothing? Because you're always into fashion, I'd assume. You're yeah, just I always mean, into streetwear, <clears throat> culture like that. So, I mean, streetwear, like, this is going to sound like I'm, like, 60, but streetwear wasn't really, like, a thing when I was coming up. Like, yeah. you had urban wear, which... Like the you had Fubu, Platinum Fubu, Carl Kanai. Like I mean, Carl Kanai is a little older than me, but NC, what is it called? Uh, e N Y C E. I don't know. Like I think it's called N Y C, but some people uh, used to pronounce it Nietzsche. Oh. I think Nietzsche was like what people called it, and then I think the brand came out and was like, <laughs> just like recently too. <laughs> like yo, it was never Nietzsche. <laughs> no, they just, yeah, they just came out just recently, like and said it, but. Um, yeah, Pelly Pell, stuff yeah. like that. Averex. South Pole? Uh, South Pole was like, some people would pull up in South Pole. But that <laughs> was like, you would get that at like Burlington or like yeah. TJ Maxx. <laughs> Bro, yeah. South Pole is sick. Like, that's crazy. Was <laughs> Echo a thing? I never had South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> <I can't>. Echo? <laughs> dude, when I see people wearing Echo. Who's like, right? You didn't have South Pole? Never. You didn't have South Pole? Nah, hell no. Yeah, you look like an Echo guy for sure. You had those, the Echo. <laughs> Yo, you know the Echoes that look like Jordan 3s? Yeah, I know you were rocking those. Oh, they had shoes? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Dude, I was Mexican. I saw the Mexicans wearing it. Fat Farm? Oh, man. Fat Farm was cool. I, I'm I'm trying to think if I ever had any Fat Farm. I think, I was honestly, staple. like, that's the P before the like AF1, the, the P on the, yeah, the, the P? Uh, Fat Farm shoe. Yeah. That was a staple. I never had a, a Fat Farm shoe <laughs> in, in life. <laughs> I didn't know they had, I mean, I I can't even remember that. He's like, no, I wasn't rocking, I wasn't rocking with the Fat Farm shoes. <laughs> Thank you, sire. Fat Farm shoes is crazy. Shout out Matt for the drink. But, because you kind of asked that question earlier, and I realized yeah. I didn't answer it, but, um, I've, yeah, like I guess historically coming up, I was into fashion, but fashion was different. Like you, like I said, you had Jabod and uh, Averex. Like I, Averex, honestly, I'm putting this out into the universe. Sorry Averex, to cut you up one more time, but those jeans that Marco was wearing, <laughs> yeah, don't they look like Jabod? Kind of, but like a like a bad version. Like a bad version. <laughs> like, when he asked me, I was like, like dude, yeah. <laughs> bro, the, bro, I was like, bro. Me Jabot. saying I like them was like me saying I didn't like them. He's you like, were, do you like them? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Bro, Jabot was like Jabot, the sweat shorts, mm. like the cotton sweat shorts. I didn't have the, the shorts. They had the I had the jeans with the straps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was like the thing. Like, get the you would get like so Jabot's with to match like whatever air forces were coming out mm -hmm. uh, but like then it was like one i wasn't i wasn't really working um i would referee like kids basketball games on the weekend and get like 40 dollars or something like that and save up and so i'm going to the mall with like maybe like a hundred dollars and trying to figure out a fit mm -hmm. so you would get you would get like one pair of jabodes that just could kind of be 
your jabodes for yeah, like, like your whatever your yeah. your multi-purpose jabodes <laughs> and then kind of like get different t-shirts i remember to this day i think it was like 10th grade i had gotten this jabod t-shirt and uh my homie sees I guess I had worn the shirt too many times in, uh, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Oh, and dude man. roasted me at school. It's he was like, worst. bro, he's like, I'm tired of seeing that shirt. But he honestly was like, I can kind of say that he was what made me appreciate fashion. Yeah. In Kentucky, in Madisonville specifically, like Louisville, they would, like Derek Anderson had his own store that got all the Jordans and stuff. And there were, Louisville had a lot of stuff. Madisonville didn't have anything. We had a Hibbets that, like I told you, we didn't even get Air Force Ones yeah. in our Hibbets. And so me creating clothing really came out of necessity. I would, I would go and I would get a pair of whatever, uh, Jerbo jeans or, Rockaway de denim or whatever and then I would I would hand paint t-shirts and so that was kind of like my cheat code was I had the jeans I had the shoes I could put all my money on those go buy a five dollar t-shirt and paint whatever I wanted on it at first it was just for me and then I think Cizo I think he may have been my first customer that was like yo like do this for these uh white I what was it? It was like white and purple, white, gray and purple uh, Jordan sevens, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I painted a shirt and a hat for him. And that was like the first customer I had. And then from that, everybody was like, yo, like I need a shirt. And this was at the same time when I, I went off to WKU. And so when I hit campus, I did a couple shirts for like a couple people. And it kind of just like caught fire like mm -hmm. everybody like wku basketball team courtney that's how me and courtney even met was oh you did something for the, the basketball team yeah courtney seeley mainly because <laughs> mainly because courtney um he he got some stuff and then everybody saw it and was just like like yo and like really quickly i was kind of like i was kind of like the man on campus like I remember there being a concert and the DJ shouted me out and like the crowd kind of went crazy and yeah. I've never seen anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but like I, I was doing these shirts for it. Like it went really quickly. Like it went from like homies to like basketball players and like local artists to like, like Rick Ross and fat Joe and two chains and yeah. like all of these people that I, they weren't, I want they weren't commissioning me, but I was getting my product on them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they would be performing. I told you my cousin was like president of this DJ crew and we would travel literally around like the southeast um to all of these spots and he'd be like, "Yo, like we're doing this show with this guy, we're doing this show with this guy." And I would kind of just paint shirts and give them to the people and then kind of just like I started building this buzz. And then <clears throat> at a certain point, I had kind of, I think I had kind of gotten tired of painting the shirts. I could have kept it going because people still wanted it, but I was just over it. So I started. When you were painting, what, like, what exactly was that process like? Like, what, what, like, when you say painting, like, it was, it was literally blank shirt. Yeah. yeah I would go get, um, like, blank t shirts and, 
at first it was me just kind of painting whatever I wanted. Like mm-hmm. if it was like a phrase or a picture or like whatever, just like basically colorway specific to match whatever shoes were yeah. coming out or whatever. And then it got to where everybody was hitting me for custom stuff. So they would come to me almost like you go to the airbrush shop yeah. and you say like, I want free yeah. big JJ or like whoever it is. Um, <laughs> pause. But um big jj's crazy yeah that i like i don't know where that came big from big jj's crazy i know a big jj but awesome. <laughs> i know a big jj's even crazy yeah but honestly i didn't even think about that until uh, you said, yeah, pause. He said pause, i mean that's what does it. It. yeah it's like damn big jj's kind of crazy I didn't notice it until I like reflected like yo like you should probably pause like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man but I uh it it was really just like I was taking commissions and Yeah. And so I'm doing hand painted shirts, I'm doing mixtape covers for people and like while I'm traveling for like all of these DJ events and stuff, I'm networking, I'm 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 doing the the artwork for all of these DJs and they're handing out mixtapes. It's like a it's just like a a cheat code that every mixtape cover is gonna have like the designer's info in the back. So yeah. it was basically just like free marketing for me. So I started getting like DJ drama, like Gangsta Grills, uh like covers that I was mm-hmm. doing, like uh starlito all-star out of nashville i was doing his his artwork and like what's the most notable artwork that you did uh i don't know i mean watch the throne yeah no i think i know i didn't do that but i think joe perez did that he has a brand um but or virgil may have did it i I think virgil i think virgil did joe was like working with them i think but uh, I don't know, probably my stuff for Lido. He had mm-hmm. like a lot of DJ drama projects that we did. Uh, him and Don Tripp, they had Step Brothers, the Step Brothers mixtape cover. That was like mm-hmm. a really popular mixtape, if you know Lido. Um, I did that, I believe. I don't, probably stuff for Lido yeah. or, or DJ drama. That's, I, DJ drama is a legend. Drama's a legend. Yeah. I did oh, some dude, stuff with drama. I did some DJ stuff Drama's with like, legend. I think DJ Jelly. DJ Jelly is like a huge, like, I think an Atlanta DJ. Yeah. But, um, so like, I'm just kind of like grinding doing mm-hmm. that. Um, started winning like awards at award shows. Um, and I started, I don't know if you remember, uh, do you remember Goodwood, the, like the wooden necklaces and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, like the wooden Jesus yeah, piece. Yeah, the wooden Jesus that piece. Was yeah, an era. yeah, that was. That was like. I was the only Mexican with a brown Jesus piece. Yeah, the Everyone brown else was, was rosaries tough, with the brown wood. Yeah, yeah. everyone but else was wearing rosaries woods, and shit. Man. So I had a I had a brand that was basically like, a, I we can say it was basically a knockoff of that. Yeah. Again, people would come to me say I want this, and I would just do I would take the commission, make it, and send it to them. So that's how I met Tyler. Actually, I met my partner now, Tyler, through like sneaker Twitter days. Mm-hmm. But he was a, he had bought some stuff from my jewelry yeah. company, and he came to me and was like, "Yo, I want to make um, gemstone bracelets. Yeah, do you have a source for it?" 
so the place that I got my beads sold gemstones. And so rather than just kind of like pass him the connect, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it like, together. Let's do it together. Yeah. And so very quickly we realized that like my eye for design was like it it carried over from painting and mm -hmm. graphic design to bracelets or whatever. Um and before we knew it, we kind of had a brand. We had never even met. We had yeah. a brand together. Damn, that's dope. Um, and so that was Premium Co. And then we had that as just jewelry for like a couple of years. And then it, I just had that itch to get back into fashion. Mm -hmm. And kind of like put some stuff up here and there, just like merch type stuff that yeah. was whatever. People would buy 20 of them or something. But um I put up this mock-up of this like sublimated t-shirt. This was when like, I don't know if you remember like On Noir, E-N-O-I-R. On Noir was like really big for like sublimated t-shirts. They're the ones that did Kanye's like uh, leather shorts and leather yeah. pants and stuff. Spell it again? Uh, E-N space N-O-I-R, On Noir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so some people say N, in noir like yeah i thought it was in noir yeah i think it's i think it's on noir but um we had a i put up a mock-up of a shirt that was similar to that this is like 2013 and like instagram went crazy for it which instagram going crazy for it at that time was like 300 likes or something yeah but so we made we made that shirt in new york it was so expensive to make it had like leather tags and like crazy cotton sleeves and it's just like just a really crazy shirt we ended up selling it for like 120 i think we made like 100 of them we ended up selling out but not at like not instantly like it took us like some months to sell out um and even then like we sold like we probably marked them down to like 70 or something at a certain point but that kind of showed us that like yo if you can sell a 120 dollar t-shirt even a 70 60 dollar t-shirt like you clearly have a market here. yeah and so uh we the next thing i went into was the terry t and that was the french terry t-shirt which i personally feel like kind of like kind of changed the t-shirt game like soon after that you started seeing urban outfitters and h&m and everybody was doing them but um we were doing the Terry Tees and like we were selling like just like hundreds and <clears throat> thousand of them at like Jeez. $62 t-shirt, just like blank t-shirts. And French Terry's are equivalent to like the Warren Lotus ones, right? The nah. Warren, the Warren Lotus heavy ones? French Terry's a little bit softer, right? French Terry would be kind of equivalent to like this jacket like being this, what I have on. Like, yeah, yeah, like it's, it's like the Warren Lotus ones. Nah, but that's a different material. Warren Lotus is in He's uh, probably French just like Terry. heavy jersey. Yeah. I don't know Warren Lotus's product, but most I can show you a shirt cold, after. Cold I have it. Nah, but that that's a little different though. So like by the, the that's loop. like damn near Yeezy the Balenciaga tee I have the or the Yeezy Gap Balenciaga design is like that. So this is basically Loop Terry is the way that the fabric is mm -hmm. woven. It's just the loop of the fabric. But we were doing T-shirts with this fabric, which was unheard mm -hmm. of. Like only you would only see like normal jersey cotton like, yeah polyester type t-shirts and so but it was like that was the only way i knew how to really achieve 
this like heathered look yeah and um, you're doing blinks yeah just so just black. A blank. yeah well, i mean our first one was white our first one was we did a charcoal mm. like this i think heather gray and white charcoal is my favorite color on a shirt like a wash black yeah that's the greatest shirts that charcoal like you i'm pretty sure like if there's probably people that will watch this that will be like yo like i still have my terry t's yeah. like we get tagged in it not so much people wearing it anymore but just like, just people that I still, still have hold yeah. have held on to it like um and that like the terry t was just kind of like what kind of solidified us in fashion i think like, yeah that my my uh especially with premium diet has been a little bit different diet has been very like graphic design yeah emphasis um premium was all just like basics Basic. yeah and so like that was pure like you had to make you had to make a statement with the silhouette of the garment and so mm. um i think that premium was really known for like iconic silhouettes but with like a fabric that you just would never really see yeah. on that silhouette like we would do like we were honestly like everybody does boucle like sweatpants now like eric emmanuel and like all yeah. the john elliott all these people do them now we did them 2014 and that's a piece that still people are like yo like the premium boucle sweatpants like yeah game changer do you so, ever miss that now that you're you're a little bit more graphic design heavy or no yeah i mean now now we have like a really good relationship with our factory to where i'm able to kind of get back into into that side yeah. of things um for a while it was just like yo like why spend the time like why spend the money doing that when the bread and butter is like your graffiti yeah. but just like selfishly like i have phases of like what i want to wear mm -hmm. and i really don't wear anything unless i designed it i feel you and so flex i have to i i kind of designed for like my wardrobe like i wanted a knitted short for my closet so i made these knitted shorts and yeah those are clean um very clean now available at nordstrom <laughs> <laughs> um, those are nice they're not available on, online they will be on nordstrom but i don't know when like the they just got their delivery like back they just put the delivery out in stores last week so i think online will probably be like I mean, it should be sometime soon. I actually like have been to three stores looking to buy the stuff for myself because yeah. we didn't make enough, enough extra. And so that's funny. We had like a little bit of overage. That's where I like pulled this stuff from. But like, I really want like a two X in this. Yeah. Um, and then we have a jacket that I'm just like, you need. I gotta get. Yeah. Which is sick that like I gotta go buy my <laughs> own jacket, but. Um, but yeah, I think premium just like like we're bringing premium back mm -hmm. under diet now that we kind of have like the infrastructure to like support like the things that we want to do. Yeah. Um we always kind of had it on the back burner then planned on bringing it back. It's just like you guys know how hard it is to mm -hmm. one run one brand like let alone try to bring back a second one. Yeah, man. Um I mean, you guys know how hard it is to run multiple because you have different <laughs> arms one. of yeah. Inaka. So, um, and you guys, like, you guys have a good team and you probably still feel like you don't have enough help. Yeah. Like, our team's, like, 
honestly, like really me and Tyler, like yeah. we do have some people in house that kind of handle certain things, but our team is really tiny. So um, us trying to like navigate that was like, yeah, I don't know when it'll come. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, it's so hard to just maneuver on a daily basis, let alone bring back a whole brand that was been dead for six years. But to answer the question, yeah, I definitely miss the, that's why I like you see the stuff like this. Like it's yeah. still diet, but it's still kind of a lot basic. more subtle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like this is like my my country club mm -hmm. fit. Like it's a nice hat jacket. That yeah. is a beautiful, beautiful jacket. Yeah, I honestly I wasn't gonna wear it, but I'm like it's so hard not yeah. to. I'm glad I, I almost wore a tee. And I'll be honest, yeah. like I've been At over here At this point shivering. now, you can take I'm the jacket shivering. off, but like before, when know. he first started, I'm it sure. might be warmer over there. Yeah. It's cold <laughs> on the side. I'm so fucking Oh, yeah, cold. that's your Mexican blood. That like, is my yeah. Mexican blood for sure. I'm cold I'm feeling fun. like I can take this off and I'm just chilling. I got me and I got a little Nigerian in my blood. So <laughs> Really? Yeah. I just found that out like not too long ago. Damn. Naja boy. So it's probably. Right, Naja? Naja. Naja. Naja yeah. boy. Yeah. I don't know my stuff, but I found out I got, <laughs> uh-oh, I got point, point oh eight percent Filipino in me as well. So like to all my Filipino friends, I like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm one, I'm one of you. I'm one of you. Shout out all the Filipinos, man. I mean, I guess to, I guess flash forward to like today, I've been seeing Diet Di Stars Monday and a lot of like NBA. Dude, I was, I swear to God, I was just gonna really? ask the same like thing. Jason Tatum, yeah, Kevin Durant. Uh, who else was wearing it the other day? Uh, man, I don't even know. Smiley. Smiley. Smiley was wearing it all over yeah. the place. Smiley was wild. I didn't, honestly, Andrew I didn't know. Smiley and Drake yeah, posted that was, it. Oh, because you guys sent yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't even know who he was until I started getting tagged in the, those videos. Yeah. Shout out Smiley. He was um, wearing a knocker, remember? Mm -hmm. but he's like a rapper? Yeah. He's so he's Drake's like a Toronto. I don't know if he's under Drake. No, oh, he's just, just by, cool. Like, Drake just Canada. likes him. Yeah. Yeah. Got but uh, we know our boy Jeff, who is a trainer, was training him for a while. So that's how we follow him. Like, I know Smiley because I listen to his music sometimes, but... Jeff Garcia? Uh, Gloria. Gloria. Oh, Gloria. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's the one that trains, like, Levi and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Him, him, so... I knew that it was a G and an A. In there. Yeah. Um, how does, yeah, that, how feel? does that feel? Yeah, what is that feeling like? How do like? you get your product to them? Or how, Man, does, it, how, do, how do they get your product? It's, uh, it's different. So, like, a lot of the times it's the stylist, and you may have a relationship with the stylist. Mm -hmm. Now that we're in Nordstrom, like we're starting to notice people that are already picking up the stuff from Nordstrom because Nordstrom got exclusive stuff. So like if you see like these shorts, this top, like you know they bought it from the Nordstrom. we had the the jacket with the big pill embroidery on the back. Like if you see those pieces, like they came from Nordstrom. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is like stylist grabbing stuff. Um, some of it is just like just purely the athlete follows you or likes your stuff and just like buys it. Mm -hmm. Like we'll see, we saw an order come through today from Benny the Butcher. That's crazy. Which is like, Benny follows you. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's actually like him ordering it or like his people or like yeah. whatever. That's but so, that's dope. That's still insane. It yeah. feels, it feels like it feels fire. Um, somebody asked me the other day, like, Bro, league fits post has to be insane. 
Yeah. Like, League Fitz is, like, center. honestly, the modern-day Matt Gala to me. Bro, bro, yeah. <laughs> like, bro, like, I mean, Matt Gala is dope, but, from, yeah. but, but, like. You know, it's, what's different about that, too, is not different, but, like, not to downplay it, but all of that stuff, honestly, is, like, relationships. Yeah. And so, like, you you kind of would hope that it's just, like, the pure work of, like, good design. But it honestly, it's, like, as yeah. as easy, not as easy, because we've only maybe been on there a couple times. But, like, I know Ian. If the league fits is one guy, it's Ian. Okay. And, like, if if I wanted to, I could probably hit him and be like, yo, like, can you post this? Like, I need a favor. Mm. Like, it could be that, as easy okay. as that. Mm. Um, so it's, like, that Instagram stuff is just kind of like optical illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. But like seeing like seeing like people get the stuff and wear it is cool. Seeing them get the stuff, get more stuff and wear it again is the. Yeah. That, I think that's the thing because sometimes it may be like, oh, the stylist pulled this for a shoot, but then they're bringing it back, and I'm just like, ah, that's not that's not really fun. Like it's cool that they wore it in a shoot, but like. They didn't even they didn't keep it, but yeah. then if they pulled you it, wear it twice, they asked times. to keep it or yeah. whatever. Like that's like, but a, a lot of that is like just relationships. It's yeah. either PR agencies like kind of handling that VIP like seating. Mm-hmm. We don't have we don't have PR for for VIP, um, but it's the whole thing is like. It's just one big business. It's yeah. like even like getting on like hype beast and stuff like that. Like that's like a lot of that is like a pay to play. Yeah. It's not organic anymore. Yeah. It's no. Like being in Forbes. Yeah. yeah. No, Forbes. Forbes for, I have yeah. a friend that he was he was paying his PR agency and they kind of just kept getting Forbes articles. Mm. And he was like, Yo, Forbes was cool like the first two times, but it's like I can't like I can't really like post about it anymore. Like nobody cares that yeah. I'm on Forbes anymore. The first, the first Forbes post is cool. The third yeah. time, it's like, all right, buddy. I think it Forbes. also depends on the story too. Like, mm-hmm. if it's like a, a headline story, yeah. Like, but he paid twenty racks to get it back in doing twelve figures on Forbes, yeah. and then it's like, yo, like that's Damn, crazy, Forbes, but, yeah. But yeah, it's it's, but that's that's what's good about having a, a publicist, like we've just been trying one out and it's like again like coming from where i come from i'm not i'm not a la kid so yeah a lot of these la kids are just like super tapped in with the right people i'm tapped in with some but not enough so like when i post a teaser of my shoe like hypebeast isn't picking that up I'm saying yeah like, david gentry teases I feel new you. silhouette but like if Joe Fresh Goods yeah. or somebody, and yeah. Joe's the homie, so like, but if Joe does With that, new ba- it goes crazy. Yeah. yeah, anytime he like, shows a new balance, it's headlines I mean, it's the next granted, day. Granted, like his stuff is is crazy, yeah. but it's like my he's goaded at New Balance. Too, you so, huh? Now your shit is yeah, your shit. Nah, is Joe's definitely. Joe's the goat. He's goaded at New Balance. I feel like Joe's goaded just as Joe. Yeah, like, I have he, like hella tees from. Uh, I was so sad because we're going to Chicago this year, and then he closed down the shop. Fat Tiger. Yeah, Fat Tiger. I wanted to go so bad. Yeah, so we met. Joe and Vic and all of those guys from Fat Tiger like yeah. years ago, um, and they've always just shown. Vic is like a a lot. Vic is part of Fat Tiger. A lot uh-huh. of people don't know because Joe kind of gets 
yeah. a lot of the limelight. But Vic is like an OG, like Chicago streetwear legend. Um, shout out Vic Lloyd and Joe. What's the um, What's the guy Rello. who does the? Um, forget his name, but like the. He he's works heavily with him with like the Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Rello. Yeah, yeah. Rello. Rello's dope. Yeah, Rello's killing it too. I don't really know. I, we probably have met, but I don't mm-hmm. really know him too yeah. well. But I just that's like I kind of like have to work a little bit harder yeah, you to have, get yeah, exactly my my stuff noticed. Which granted, Joe has a hundred times the followers yeah. I have, so it's a little bit easier. He like for people to kind of like see what he's supposed to yeah, stuff. Yeah, but um, but that's kind of like the give and the take. It's like it's dope when the NBA players wear it and post it it's like kind of need that that press to pick up on it too but i mean it'll come eventually i'm big on like uh like i've kind of like manifested the life that i'm starting to live like Mm -hmm. 10 15 years ago so like it like i've already seen the stuff take shape so i know it's those things that i want are coming um but yeah it's uh i'm sure so many people bought that yeah, the puffer jacket, the puffer lightning jacket. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's no more. Did you did you notice? Did you notice a uh, uh, spike in sales after? We were already sold Drake, out uh, of it. Yikes! But that's what's crazy is like we dropped that in like January. Yeah. Like March, it caught fire. Like, but there was no, there were no more jackets really, um, and so it was just crazy that like because you kind of obviously you had to be conscious of. Like you, we would never really put out a jacket in March. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Was but the fact that it just like literally just went crazy in March, like when it's about to be summer, is like yeah, just crazy. I think but, it's a testament of the jacket. I mean, the jacket, honestly, the jacket was kind of like a slow sale on our mm. site, and then it just was like slowly like like two a day or how uh, many, like pro- probably more than that, but like. At, I mean, at first we probably blew through like seventy five percent of the okay. stock, yeah. And then like the remaining twenty five percent probably took a couple, a few more weeks to sell out. But um, it was just honestly like we've never really seen anything like that on such a like such a heavy piece too. Like you just don't like if you buy that now, you're probably buying it on for sale the, to wear it yeah. for fall. But like buying it now to wear it like i've got people sending me videos of like wearing it simba now. and i don't know much about simba's music but like seeing simba in the club wearing it i'm like april night when it's like 80 degrees <laughs> yeah. in la but he's like he's i could do it. a smooth i could do a smooth puffer jacket right now but right now it's like 50 60 like um but yeah like that was crazy to see drake post it yeah that Even was, though Drake was wasn't wearing it, yeah, it's just like, it was on his social media. Yeah, yeah Drake story for like for like four that. stories in a row. Millions it was just straight like millions yeah, of people insane. saw that. That's I insane. wish that we had some branding just on the to front. See. No, I wish oh. that we have like a little diet yeah. branding, but I wish that we had jackets still in stock to see like if it spiked any sales. Yeah, yeah. because because we don't even have like a notify me when restocked. Yeah, or but that that jacket comes back this fall in uh two or three colors but like completely revamped too mm-hmm. like our new stuff for fall winter has like all of our diet like branded zippers mm-hmm. and like just a 
completely elevated. We got to show a photo of the jacket at some point for yeah, sure. Put it right here. Yeah, right there. Look. Right there. The photo, the screenshot of Smiley at that, you know? Um, his, his his commentary of the videos is what? Just like. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Smiley's an interesting character for sure. Smiley's very interesting. That whole video. Is there anyone who hasn't worn diet? That you want to wear diet? Oh, of course. Uh, who would be like number one? Braun, yeah. Braun, Jay Z, KD Ward, though, right? KD Ward, KD wore a girl's T-shirt that she he like got somehow. Uh, it was like a it was like a small too. Yeah, KD is a very fragile type of human being. Yeah. I remember you sent me the screenshot. He was like on a treadmill, right? On a treadmill, yeah. Like a, a one of the yeah. racing tees. Yeah, then he wore one in a, in a tunnel. Oh, did he? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He yeah. wore, he, I think he wore a regular one in the title. So Tyler, Tyler handles diet social. A lot of times mm. diet will get tagged and I won't necessarily know about it. Yeah. Um, but I think Jay-Z, Braun, those are like the two that like. Damn, yeah. Jay-Z and Braun are, yeah. yeah Jay-Z, like, Braun, Braun wearing that would be amazing. Yeah. We So I actually used to communicate with LeBron stylist when we had premium and we sent him. We actually sent him the boucle sweats. Um, it was like a whole like sweater and pant combo. And we sent it to the stylist for him to put on LeBron. And he ended up, I guess, I don't know if it didn't fit him how he wanted or what. Somehow Tristan Thompson ended up with it instead. <laughs> yeah. But That's I it. was close. But Bron's also a very calculated, like a lot of the. I think a lot of the brands that he wears, he has stake in. Yeah, he's probably, yeah, he's only wearing shit that he's getting paid to wear yeah. probably at this point. But, I mean, he wears a lot of Mad Happy. I don't, he may be an investor in Mad Happy, but I don't know. Those guys, Payman and his brother at Mad Happy, they're like. Loaded. They're, yeah, their marketing is. I just marketing ran budget into insane. him, Payman, and he, I was telling him, there's like a couple people that like have brands that just like do it so like well mm -hmm. and mad happy is one and and apl yeah, yeah apl's adam, been around for a while yeah, right? yeah. adam and, and ryan they it's like their moves and this is this was the conversation i had with payment was their moves are like legendary moves yeah that they just pop up out of nowhere but it's just like, like every a, time yeah like yeah. like apl just uh they just they just won like I think they just won USC's Alumni of the Year Jeez, award, yeah. but like right before that, they popped up with like a Rolls Royce collab or something. They both have like custom built Rolls Royces. Jesus Christ! Just like their moves aren't. They're not like baby moves. Yeah, they're yeah. not like, like, they're not like we just got into Nordstrom moves. Like they're like, Real I'm like Nordstrom. man, I'm like celebrating off Nordstrom, and then they pull up in the with <laughs> in the, the Rolls Royce Rolls, deal. Yeah, I'm like. APL is big, man. Yeah, yeah no, APL's I. Uh, pretty big. I Adam has been like. Uh, we met because of the Terry T, and he's he's been like a kind of a fan of the brand, and likewise since probably 2013, 2014. So like, those guys have just stayed true to like what they do, what they do, and they're like. I mean, they came out the gate with a shoe that got banned by the NBA. So, like, <laughs> yeah. your, your destiny is 
obviously to do great things. Yeah. And the NBA is saying like your shoe's too good for this. <laughs> Shit's insane, man. So to wrap up, what what is one piece of advice that you'd give to any creative in I guess in a similar situation to you kind of like growing up in a smaller city? Uh, I know a lot of our fans are kind of like they look to us for inspiration or in, and they want to do things similar to us. So I guess this episode, this episode would teach them a lot of kind of like who you are and where you started. So like, what is it like something you'd give to them a piece of advice? You have to figure out how to be irreplaceable. You have to figure out how to like add value in a way that like just can't really can't replicate. Yeah, you can't. And I, and I think that that's what's been my, uh, my strength is like, like you can't really replicate what it is I do. Like there's tons of people that could design better than me or whether graphically or drawing or mm -hmm. whatever, but they may not be able to like compose a garment the way I can, yeah. or they may not have the same level of like, uh, taste, uh, the same taste level, or even just like level of like expectation of like where I want the quality to yeah. be or whatever. And I've noticed that because there's been tons of times where I've hit my homie like, yo, like I can't I can't draw this. Can you draw this? And I'm going to take it and make this with it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that <clears throat> that would probably be the, the biggest takeaway is kind of like try to figure out how to just continue continuously add value. Um, I've had multiple partners that have been valuable partners, um, but like. Tyler is one that adds value kind of wherever we need value at that moment. So like Tyler doesn't necessarily have like just like one thing that's like his, mm. like I'm a designer. Um, Tyler is kind of just like, like, okay, like you need me to do social media, I'll be social media. You need yeah. me to do operations, I'll do operations. Like however he can provide value, he provides value. Everybody doesn't have to be the um the like the designer or the yeah, face like the creative, or, or whatever yeah. um and tyler's like tyler's fully like comfortable being like behind the scenes like yeah. he doesn't want not that he doesn't want credit but he doesn't necessarily want to be like doing interviews and yeah. being on tv and like stuff like that but uh value is just like the biggest thing like when i was traveling with like the DJ crews and stuff like that. I I provided value because I was making mixtape covers and flyers and business cards and posters. But then on the back of that, I'm also networking and marketing myself. But I was I was extended these invitations because of the value mm -hmm. that I provided. And then that just kind of like my value now is like a lot more than just design. It's like yeah. overall uh, one, it's experience. Like I've been, I've been doing this for a long time. So like, I know like what deals are bad and what looks like a good deal. And I don't know. It's just like, you gotta, you gotta have your role players. Mm -hmm. um, it's like somebody said earlier, like every, every A team needs a B team. Yeah. Like if there's people that need to be camera people, there's people that need to be editors or people mm -hmm. that need to just be managers of like the shop. There's just people that you need to you need to fill every slot in order mm -hmm. for your team to to be sharp. So yeah, uh, find your find your niche and and really just sharpen the craft. Like study, read, watch podcasts. Like my college 
learnings weren't in the classroom. It was like my advisor saying like, yo, you don't need to be in the art department. You need to be down here learning advertising and mass media because mm-hmm. this is where the money's at. Like, I, but taking those classes, I didn't really learn anything. It was just like, you kind of like get bumped. It's almost like a pinball machine. You get yeah. bumped from spot to spot until you finally start to hit things. Enough that spots put points where, on the yeah. board. Um, but yeah, like sharpen, sharpen your craft, figure out your lane, uh, and provide value, whether that's like to your brand or to your audience. Like I know a lot of people who don't necessarily have like a product that they know how to build, but themselves are, they are the product because of the value that they provide to their audience, whether it's like motivational or like they're teaching people about investments or just business or like Mm -hmm. whatever like just there's so many avenues that people don't understand like people think that if you want to be like if you want to be a part of a brand you have to be a designer that's not it's not the case i know people i know he's a very good big part of the brand he's not a designer no for sure yeah um but again tyler is not tyler not a designer whatsoever but he's a critical part of the brand mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um even our new project manager izzy which you uh, she's yeah, been on some calls yeah she's <clears throat> she's fascinated by the psychology of a brand she didn't come into the brand wanting to like just like soak up all the knowledge and then go start her own kind mm-hmm. of competitor she like she's fascinated by a different part that doesn't require her to be like a brand owner so Mm -hmm. but she again she adds a ton of value and it doesn't like clash with like the value that anybody else adds like you don't need two shawlies on your team like (laughs) you need a shawlie and you need an aunt and you need a matt and you need a sam and you need a lex and like everybody else they have their own Mm -hmm. value that they bring and surge and everybody else is like Serge is kind of, yeah, Serge is a little questionable. Serge is all right. Serge is like the uh, sixth man that, like, you know, you hit the free agency, you're like, ah, better deal, better deal, buddy. <laughs> nah, I feel nah, you. Nah, JK. Serge is sixth man of the year for sure. Nah, I feel you. Nah, it, I think that's so true because, I, I mean, you say you're not a good manager. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm not a horrible manager, but, like, I feel like Sam does a better job of managing things than I do. I'm but sure yeah, Tyler it was, it was, That's the thing is, like, you got to have that balance. Like, Tyler's not really a manager either. Like, we technically don't really have anybody that manages. Tyler is con- – honestly, Izzy, if anybody, she's the one that will kind of slide into that role of management. Um, Tyler's an organizational guy, but not necessarily the manager – Izzy's Izzy's like great at managing and organizing. Izzy and Tyler together will be like like what kind of like helps me in my career the most. Like mm-hmm. them two getting everything in sync. And it's just it's very new. Like just whenever we kind of started communicating about the collab and everything is when we brought Izzy in and just the short time that she's been around, like 
just seeing, just picking up on the different things that she brings to the table. Mm-hmm. She probably is like our Sam. Like she'll mm-hmm. kind of be that eventually. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand that like you don't always have to be a face. Yeah. And no, everyone no, I wants mean, to be a face. Even, mm-hmm. even myself, like there's been tons of times where I didn't, I didn't want to be the face. Yeah. But in the beginning, like John was a part of the brand and John was essentially the face. When he stepped aside to focus on his brand, that that pushed me to up. That, yeah, um, but that was part of the conversation when we decided to start diet. John and I was he was like, "Do you want to be a, a, like a co-face of the brand, or do you want to just be in the behind, like behind the scenes?" And he was like, "Actually, before I even answered it, he's like, actually, I want you to be like a face mm-hmm. of the brand because you need John's kind of been like the the push." For, he's the one that made me create uh, a Davin Gentry Instagram. Yeah. Like Premium Co. was my. Like that your was, personal. Yeah, that was yeah. my personal. And he was like, man, people need to know. Like who you are. Yeah, who you are. And, and even when I created the the Davin Gentry brand or the Davin Gentry page, our other homie, Pete, he wrote me and was like, yo, like I know you created your personal page, but don't lose that on the premium code page because people have bought into you on that page and people want to see that. And I'm like, well, yeah, but they can come follow that page. And he's like, not everybody's going to do that. He's like, you might, there'll be a drop off. Yeah. You might have some drop off. And he was right. And I, I took that, I took that with me um, and learned from it. But I nowadays, like, everybody like everybody doesn't have to be a face but you definitely need a face yeah um and it wasn't always like that it was like you kind of had these brands that were like successful brands that nobody knew mm-hmm. until you started seeing like jerry and uh chris stamped and mike amiri and ruigi yeah. and like all of these people you started like buying yeah. into their because lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah i think yeah. An, i think an important thing going into this year and, and even further I, I think from a marketing perspective i think you need multiple faces at this point because yeah. if you want your brand especially for a brand that you want multiple to be in multiple markets you need multiple faces for each market that you're trying to get into like, yeah, i mean i think i think everybody i think everybody can be a face um in their own way yeah it's just like like you're like people are are knowing like what your role is or what your role is and and your your team is like all of you guys are faces of inaka um and i think it's just a matter of like how it's communicated Mm -hmm. like as long as you're communicating like Mm -hmm. It's a like if you're like a like you guys have a very like from the outside looking in a very like selfless team that yeah. like you you are a face but you're cool if Charlie's the face because you know that's that's for the betterment of the brand yeah or if it if it is for the betterment of the brand in that scenario but there may be a situation where it's better for for you to step up and be the face of a of a particular thing so yeah. Um, that's what you're saying. Sergio could be a, a Sergio could be a face of like what he does. Yeah, and yeah. he communicates to his to his type of following. Yeah, I mean he is kind of what we were for like his, for the, yeah. the content side of it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he is the face of that. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's literally, a- literally last night on my live, dude, funny story. So I'm on my live and I'm like, yo, everyone right now, go to your story and put hashtag free surge. So there's like 30 people last night just saying hashtag free surge. So like everyone, everyone's like, a, I feel like, yo, like honestly, I feel like everyone's age, a, character. Develop a character. You develop a face through a character. Yeah. Well, also too, you guys got to think about it in the sense of like. I mean, you basically have your own TV show. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of you guys are are visual visible in the TV show, so it's definitely like it. Def- you guys should do like oh, I I feel like you guys either you guys did it or Max did it. Somebody did like a a Family Matters type intro or something. Was that you guys? We did, did it, we it a while back. Yeah. We did it a while back. Yeah, yeah. That was a long time. Yeah, ago. we can do it again. Yeah? yeah. If you have the time and the and the people for it. Yeah. It's it's the way you. Are able to build just build people mm-hmm. i feel like it's so weird but it like makes your following and your fans like your customers so much more engaged so much more to your company and your mm-hmm. brand because like there's at least if they don't relate to me they relate to him or him or him yeah so that's what makes it cool yeah mm-hmm. there's always like somebody may not see themselves as your character but mm-hmm. they may see them as surge or, or aunt yeah whoever yeah. um you guys have done a. I don't know how many like people come on and I would assume people come on and give you guys your flowers, but like the community that you guys are building is like, it's just, I've never really seen anything like it. Like you don't really see brand, like you see a brand, it's kind of like our way of doing things with diet and there's you guys way and you guys have bits and pieces that are like the diet way, but like amplified and in such a, a different way but like the way that you guys have kind of like built this community of supporters is like like the number of comments that you could spike up on a post for Inaka some of these brands could never like Jerry couldn't Jerry couldn't do that Jerry, yeah I mean not to say he couldn't but yeah that's what you're saying yeah I don't see Jerry like posting on Twitter and being like everybody go write free surge on my last post and, yeah. and having 16,000 people, yeah. people. I went to one of you guys posts when I was, I was showing people from, I forget if it was Saucony, um, just your social. And the post had 14,000 likes, I think. And it had like 16,000 comments or it was vice versa. Maybe 16,000 yeah. likes, 14,000 comments. I'm like, bro. Just like getting people to, it's like what we said about if you can get people to pull up and run yeah. two, three, five miles for your brand. Those are, those are ride or dice. Yeah, that's like, that's support that just like, yeah. and it's only going to get crazier. Like, they don't even really know, and I don't even, I don't even have to know half the stuff that you guys are doing until I see it. But, like, they don't know half the stuff that you guys have coming. So, it's only going to get crazier but definitely commend you guys because it's it's definitely like um admirable like we definitely use you guys as references like yo like we gotta we gotta step it up because we didn't we like i can't get people i can't get (laughs) sixteen thousand people to go say something oh man with the collab we'll we'll have twenty thousand with the collab, we'll have 20,000. Yeah, easily. got to. 20,000 or it's not dropping. <laughs> yeah, facts. If we don't get 20,000 comments, we'll we'll share like the we'll share the stuff and be like, yo, if you guys want this, 20,000 comments on this post within the next five minutes. So the guy I was mentioning from Soul Retriever, 
part of their model, you only get access to this app once you share it to like a certain amount of people. Mm. They have a wait list of like 32,000 people. Jesus. That's smart. And, wow. But you only smart. get bumped in when you like share it to a certain yeah. amount of people. So it kind of, it made me think about yeah. that with the drop. That is a very interesting. That is very smart. I kind of like that. I like that a lot. Shit. That yeah. could be like your how you could get people into the Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually like that idea a lot. Their their stuff is, I. His business model, like how they're building stuff, is yeah, cool, really crazy. <sighs> Man, this was this is definitely my favorite episode. What is this? Like two hours, one forty five, longest episode, eh? Two, yeah. Shout out Joshua Tree. Shout out Davin Gentry. The shrooms that we took. The shrooms, the liquor, the weed. Eh? No, but uh, this is dropping Monday. The shoes will be available Monday, right? Yeah. Monday at what time? Uh, we ain't even set a time yet. Actually, probably like, I don't know. It might be like, uh, probably like a 5 p.m.-ish type gotcha. thing. Mondays so this is, are tough. This is going up at 10 a.m. So I love these. Though. 10 a.m., guys, if you're watching this, yeah. make sure. We'll put, the, we'll put the link in the description. Uh DSM, Sockney, beautiful shoe, extremely comfortable. Uh, this this is actually game worn by me. I, I've ran how many miles? I run four miles this morning in these. Didn't feel a thing. I was running on clouds. So definitely recommend buying these. Uh, Davin, thank you for driving two hours. Then you drove through potholes and bombs. Yeah, yeah, I might have to get footage yeah. of you leaving. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, a little drill coverage of the ground. Yo, yo, guys, you have to you have to definitely watch this and share it because we're paying for the damage to his Tesla. My Tesla's <laughs> fucked. Now his Tesla's fucked. We're all fucked. But uh, hopefully you don't really don't crack a. Uh, yeah, don't. Whatever you do, don't break the, the the arm of the of the 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 control. Don't break the control arm. Your yeah, car's I'm gone. I'm trying for not three to break months. anything. Yeah, there's literally. It looks like bombs went off on that road. <laughs> definitely it looks like we're in the middle of Afghan out here. Nothing but a desert and a few podcasters. So thank you guys for watching. Shoes available some point in the day. Make sure you click the link in the description. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, DSM times Anaka at some point this year. These shoes are available now. Thank you guys for watching. Cheers! That was a great fucking episode.